0: Welcome, thank you all so much for joining us for, for Real Talk Live. If this is your first time listening or tuning in, my name is Colanda.
1: This is Stanley, y'all. Um, just keep me in prayer today. My spirit is a little heavy. But it's all right. Oh, LaShawn, I'm yeah, I'm kind of hurt by that. I felt like I knew it.
0: Well, you know what? I, I, I try to look at it differently like, who are we not to want these people to go and see
1: Jesus? Right. That's true.
0: Like, ever since my grandmother passed away, that's how I had to start looking at it. Like, it's kind of selfish of me to want them to stay here. It's It hurts, but the is in the arms exactly. of her baby, Exactly. If she could yeah, come yeah. back, she would she decide. want to come
1: back. Hmm. Hey, that's something.
0: That's something.
1: want to come back.
0: As many loved ones and things that you've accomplished here on Earth, if you see Jesus, you if you had the chance to come
1: back. back because you told I wouldn't want to come back. Don't pray right. me back. Like, <laughs> I don't want that. Let me go. Don't pray me back. All
0: right. So we are talking about a very serious subject, um, yes. suicidal saints. I'm going to let you give a little intro.
1: Well, um, as you all can see, lately this has been something um, that has been a conversation recently um, in particularly with African-Americans, African-American males, um, even there are some African-American females. You have um, the one girl that won the beauty pageant, I think it was Missy. Yeah. She um, killed herself as well. So this has kind of been, lately, this has been a very um, serious conversation that I don't think that many of us, especially in the church arena, really like to talk about and deal with. I don't think we really understand how important mental illness um, is in our community and how important it is for us to take care of our mental state. Um, I know for me personally, one of the things that the Lord has kind of told me to deal with this year in particular, uh, for myself personally and for people around me is mental health. So um, suicide is really the result of poor mental health, if I could just say it like that. You know, people are dealing with so many things that are going on. So many people have lost family members over the last two years. Uh, people have lost jobs. People are just going through. Y'all can hear me? Y'all can hear me? It's muffled. Okay, hold tight.
0: Stanley sound- <laughs> sounds like he is in a box. <laughs> <gasps> there, there go the we hear you now.
2: Oh, y'all ain't heard what I just said, did y'all?
0: That sounds much better.
2: Is it clear or does it sound like an echo?
0: It, no, it sounds clearer.
2: Hold
0: on. You always have problems.
2: with these. would be fine. Dr. Dre owe me some money. That's all I know.
0: You always have okay, what about now? Yeah, that's fine.
2: No, because. Okay. All right, there we go. Now what what about, what, what what y'all did tonight What part y'all didn't I hear? None of it.
0: No, we heard it. It's just sound muffled. I think the last thing you were talking about though is that the Lord wants you to deal with your mental health.
2: Yeah, mental health is something that um that God has been dealing with me about personally and um in regards to other friends and family members and and and, and alike. So um I think that this is a topic that Um, It was actually suggested to us a while back, and we're just not able to really deal with it. Um, And since then, we have been seeing a constant reoccurrence of suicide, and especially with pastors, spirit filled believers and all of that. So we really need to talk about, you know, our mental health. Um, I wish we could have got a therapist on here. So let me just say this. I'm not a therapist. Um, Kalanda's the life coach, I'm not, so (laughs) I can give you the words, she can give you the practical stuff and you know, that's about it. So, um, yeah, so don't be inboxing me about questions, inbox Kalanda. she's the therapist.
0: I'm glad you, I'm glad we're talking about it because people don't go straight to suicide. It starts with something else first, typically starts perhaps with anxiety, um, maybe some irrational fears. Um, some hurt that Mm. you haven't been able to heal from, some type of pain or trauma you haven't been able to to heal from. Suicide or suicidal thoughts um, are just like a symptom of something that started really smaller. Mm. So I I want us to be mindful about that because I think one of the mental health issues that has become like a norm is anxiety. Like people feel like it's okay, like anxiety is normal now. You know, it's okay to be a little anxious. It's normal. People have, we've normalized it, but it can be exacerbated, especially by certain situations, and it can snowball into something else. Um, you know,
1: mm.
0: it could be performance anxiety that snowballs into, you know, now you're not just, it's not just anxiety about performing, it's anxiety about showing up in front of people or speaking up for yourself or whatever. So we have to make sure that we, Control these things like immediately and you know, don't give an opportunity to grow because it does not start. People don't go straight to suicide. It started with something small first that mm-hmm. went unaddressed.
2: Exactly, and I think a lot of times, a lot of people, especially in in the black communities, a lot of us and uh, and a lot of us as blacks have dealt with some type of traumatic experience at one point in our life. Um, you have some that have uh, dealt with neglect from family members, parents, fathers, mothers. You have some that have been, um, oh, it's the real one, forget it. You have some that have been raped and have been molested. You have some that have been um, physically abused. You have some that have dealt with low self-esteem. They may have had family members you know, in their life, but they always talk down on them and things of that nature. So, um, and throughout time, you know, the, the culture teaches at that time, you know everything that happens in this house. It stays in this house. Um, you don't talk to anybody about it. You you deal with it. And as black men, you know we're taught to kind of toughen up through it and don't let nobody see you cry. Don't let nobody see you break and all of that. And then by the time you become an adult, I mean emotionally and mentally, you're a wreck. You know you have trust issues. You're dealing with anxiety. Um, you got all of these things going on because you have harbored all of these all of these years of trauma. In your life, and now that you've grown and you know you're trying to make decisions for your own and things are not working out like you wanted to, you're a nervous wreck. And it's and the sad part about it, especially in the church, because those that are in ministry, you're taught to be an example, be the bigger person, people are watching you, be a leader, and you don't have anybody to um go to, you don't have anybody to, to talk to. You don't, you know, you can't trust another preacher with your issues because you're scared they might preach about your stuff in their sermons or you know so it's a lot that we deal with um in our culture and i i really want tonight to be a challenge for us to just stop this foolishness and help us get some help (laughs) you know what i'm saying just stop this you know stop putting that unnecessary pressure on people
0: you said something like it really does begin with like taking a like look at your life things that i think that we have Mm -hmm. oh my gosh that is such a strength like people pleasing being a perfectionist, those Mm -hmm. things lead to anxiety. So we thinking like, here it is. I think I'm just a servant. I just like to serve people. But really at the root of it is Mm -hmm. that you're a people pleaser. So if you're a people pleaser, that means that you forego what? Your needs, your desires, your wants in exchange for pleasing somebody else. And then one day you're going Mm to have to deal with those unmet expectations of your own that you sacrifice at the expense of somebody else. So and and even those things like in our community, especially as women, I'm going to talk as a black woman, we're taught to be strong, to handle it, to handle it all. As a woman, you should be able to be a good wife, a good mom, um, work, take care of your kids. You're supposed to do all these things and do it without help because that's how our parents did it. Um, And so you have a lot of women who are breaking themselves down, trying to do it all because of this wisdom that has been passed down but not realizing grandma my mama great grandma didn't have help because they couldn't afford it or because help wasn't available to them but now we have different resources where we can use help in those areas so that we don't have to do it all Mm -hmm. and for people who think like struggling hustling is a reward it's not like we saw it perhaps growing up but it's not a it's not a mark of, um, it's not a badge of honor (laughs) to have to hustle hustle for every dollar that you get. And if that's the lifestyle you live, you're living ultimately is going to lead you to a place where there are going to be some mental health issues because you can, we were not created mm -hmm. to struggle through life. I don't even like the Mm -hmm. phrase hustling through life either.
2: Yeah, I don't want any. That's that's street talk, you know.
0: You're just supposed to walk this life out. The Bible said talks about those things that he predestined before before time. So I'm just walking out the life that has already been. Mm-hmm. I don't have to hustle for it, struggle for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. and then yeah. when it doesn't work, it, then it was then when it don't work out the way that we want it to work out, then we just uh life, my life is over. It's not this and that. I, I mean if I could be very transparent. Um, a couple of months ago, um, I had a, I had an episode and uh, Kalenda has been knowing about this, but I had an episode that happened and I literally like was honestly, if I didn't have, if I really did not seriously have the Holy Ghost in my life, I probably, y'all probably would have had my celebration of life back in November. I'm just being honest. Um, and that was because, you know, here I am thinking that, you know, I'm at a nice, good place in my life. You know, things are going great. Uh, for me, things are finally getting settled. For me, I just got, um, you know, a promotion and, and and this and that. And then out of nowhere, instantly, everything just falls apart. And the next day, I think what really did it for me. The next day, uh, I got in a car accident. Somebody hit my um, somebody hit my car. Like I was at a complete stop. Somebody, bam, hit my car. And I'm like, and when that happened, I literally had a nervous breakdown in the car. And, um, I was like, I, and I just can't and believe it. And I think, uh, yeah, it was Marcus Marcus called me and I, I was on the phone with Marcus when it happened. And I said, dude, I just can't do it no more. I just can't do it no more. I, I literally went to acting like acting out, acting crazy. Like, I just started hallucinating, just thinking of the worst and this and that and the other. And it just goes to show that even those of us that are spirit filled and those of us that do preach this gospel, our mental health is just as important. The devil can use it could be the smallest thing that the devil can use to have your mind literally going crazy, and when I that scripture let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, that has really been so real to me because you have to allow that mind to be in you, because if you don't, your mind will take you places that you really don't want to go. So um, it's very important because at the end of the day, uh, our mental health is like you—you you just trials and tribulations are going to come, situations are going to happen. You know, we're going to lose, but we're going to gain. You know, the Bible says we're going to be troubled on every side, you know, and all of that. But at the end of the day, we got to make sure that our minds are are in a good place. Because I'm just saying, I, I don't, you know, I get it. The Saints back then, they struggled, and they went through their thing. But I don't really remember hearing about a lot of them back in the day that committed suicide. You know what I'm saying? Um, not saying that it didn't happen, not saying that their mental health was better than ours. But I think now because of so much of social media and a lot yep. of people comparing their lives to others and trying to be great, you know, everybody's trying to do do something big and great, which is nothing wrong with that. I think that's what's really triggering a lot of people to feel like their life is worthless because they're not comparing because they're comparing it to other stuff. I watched the young, I can't
0: think of her name, but the woman who committed suicide who was, um, I think she was in this USA pageant. I I I didn't even I had never even mm-hmm. heard of her. I just was on TikTok one night and saw her video, and I feel like two days later she committed suicide, and she was all over the news. But the video oh. that I watched, she was talking. About, I feel like she was an influencer at the end, but she was a lawyer, mm. and she talks about her experience as a lawyer and how she was treated differently. You know, to the point like going into the courtroom you know she got a suitcase and a uh photos full full of files and the judge or the bailiff Mm acts where's the lawyer like just those those microaggressions those those moments where people make you feel like you're inadequate so it really does go back to mindset Mm -hmm. that even like we can't compare our lives to others but we also can't find our value in what people say like we Mm -hmm. really have to know that our value comes from the lord like the bible tells us sis bro this is what you mean to the lord this is your value but the world challenges us with that and says no you got to prove it you say you an influencer i need to see the numbers you say you're a good preacher i need to see the crowd i need to see you know you say you rich or you wealthy i need to see the money i need to see evidence so like the world is asking us to prove Mm. our value when the lord is saying just receive it accept it like because I'm your father that makes exactly. you die so we have to make sure that even when it comes to stuff like that we're not finding our value in what or even validation in what people say or what people think about us
2: mm. cuz it, it it does weigh up. it does put a, a heavy weight on you i remember yeah. like when i started preaching and stuff i was like 18 19 years old so i went in with the notion of okay well you know, and and, and I allow some, I allow church people to put that on me because they would be like, all right, now you got to be an example. You got to do this. You got to do that. And here I am, you know, 18, 19 years old, carrying the weight of somebody that could have been in ministry for 50 years. And when I got, now that I'm older and I look back, I don't think that was quite fair because I'm young. So, you know, I didn't get the same grace as a normal 18 or 19 year old and things like that, because, you know, I was just doing what God called me to do, but I allowed myself to be put under that type of scrutiny and pressure growing up, you know, teaching Sunday school, you know, working with the youth department, then having, you know, little speaking engagements every now and then. So, you know, everybody's putting that microscope on you and expecting you to be this particular person. And then honestly, one day I just crashed. <laughs> like I couldn't do it no more. And, uh, I was like, you know what, forget it. I need a break. I can't, I can't, I'm really just, to be honest, if we being real tonight, I'm really just now trying to get my way back into that a little bit because I had to pull back from it because I'm like, wait a minute, I, you know, and I can understand when we put, when we allow people to put unnecessary pressure on us and we've centered our life around that, you know, especially if it's your livelihood, it's hard and you got to live up to those standards and if you don't, you know, you take that home and you beat yourself up. And, you know, I understand, you know, so when I do hear about preachers in particular, committing suicide, I can totally understand why it's a lot of pressure. It's not as glamorous as people think it is. And I wish a lot of these pastors really be more honest with a lot of these preachers that's coming up and let them know it's not about putting a flyer out. It's not about you can preach to 10s of 1000s of people, but the warfare that's attached to your assignment. It will literally kill you if you're not stronger, though. Bible said if you're in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Yeah. So we got to be more honest with each other and let people know, yeah, you say, but you're going to endure some heart. You're going to endure some trials and tribulations.
0: We, so, we also like said, we have to be mindful about the pressure that we allow people to put on us. Um, Shameless plug. Mm-hmm. It's not like we need to detox from religion because it is so easy to say. Well, the Lord called me to do this, and now I'm serving in this ministry. But then, like, Jesus isn't even requiring me to be here five days a week. It's the Pastor who's requiring me. To be here. <laughs> and so, because I don't want to mm-hmm. let Pastor down, I'm overextending myself, um, wearing myself out to meet the pastor's expectation or the leader's expectation. And it's like, Lord didn't ask me to do that. So, we have to.
1: Mm-hmm. Also-
0: about you know stuff like that letting people put pressure or undo you know expectations on us Uh, and so now we don't have a balance Um, now all of our time is in church we want we you know don't know why we're so miserable because we don't have a social life we don't have an outlet it's because we've allowed people to like put these stipulations on us. Oh, you say you gifted, you called to preach. Okay, I need you to teach Sunday school every every week. I need you to do this. And we're not saying, wait a minute. No, let me talk with the Lord to see what He wants me to do. <laughs> he gave me exactly. this gift. Um, but I, I think that's a part of religion
1: mm-hmm.
0: to allowing the pastor. Yes, yeah, it is. Needs us or wants me to do X, Y, and Z. Um, but we have to be responsible for our own mental health.
2: We do. We do. Um, like last night when I was at, um, uh, uh, I call it 5 o'clock. That's what I call it. When I was at 5 o'clock last night, um, uh, Pastor I S- I Scales I was know. preaching about rejection. I
0: know it was good. I hate I missed
2: it. Shameless plug. If Pastor Scales watching this, you owe the real room money for this commercial break I'm about to give you. I'm telling y'all, Sundays at 5 o'clock. <laughs> Is where it. If y'all watch the lives, y'all probably hear me hollering in the background. Everybody said they be hearing me hollering. I'm telling y'all, just I would just put that out there. Sundays at five o'clock is is definitely where it's at. But um, he's, they've been on a series about rejection, and uh, even myself included. I'm thought thaw- I threw myself on the altar last night. I do it today. But it's amazing how much we as believers deal with rejection, and how we handle how we poorly handle rejection, and then we act out, you know, then that's when we fall into depression. That's when we start having the suicidal thoughts. That's when we start having the anxiety, all because we don't know how to maneuver through rejection. And we harbor and we hold a lot of things in, you know, especially from church, from family, from um, from all of that. That's exactly why, Daryl, from all of that. So um, I think we have to do a better job Letting people know God is concerned about your and, you know, I was telling God this last night while I was worshiping, I said, Lord, I thank you because you're so mindful of our souls. Like I just kept saying, I said, God, you are so mindful of our souls and your mind, your will, your intellect, your emotions, all of that dwells within your soul. So God is mindful about the way you think. He's mindful about the way your mental health is. Um, Even if you look in the story, there were prophets that were battling suicide. Elijah, one of the greatest prophets in the world. He wanted, he, was, he wanted to kill himself. He wanted to take his life. There was Jeremiah that wanted to quit. David dealt with rejection. I mean, there's so many people in the Bible that were powerful and used by God. And matter of fact, if you really look at it, Samson, he killed himself. When the yeah. Lord gave him his strength back, the Bible says that he went and tore down the whole um, temple and him, killed himself including and killed everybody with him. You know, but we got to look at it like There's a weight, there's a pressure that comes with um life. And if we don't know how to maneuver through it and and challenge through it, we will fall captive to these things. So yeah.
0: So for the person who's listening, like how do we come not? I don't want to say convince people. Well, so I just came off of a little vacation and I don't know, I felt like a need to do it quickly. I know Marcus probably was like, well, I have to do mm-hmm. this right now. But I feel like I need to do it quickly. And so once we came back from the trip, I said, Lord, this is the first time I think ever I have had a spring break. And it wasn't my spring break, it was Makai's spring break, but that I actually enjoyed it to the fullest. And it was not interrupted by mm-hmm. church. Because normally growing up in church, mm. your spring break was the church or the March meeting or some spring conference or something or a youth retreat or something mm. church related. And this is like the first time I've been able to ever really enjoy the full break. And so I'm realizing that, yes, Christ wants me to have a relationship with him. He also wants me to enjoy the life that he's given me. And that means that right. I need to be able to, minister to all of the roles that he's given me. So it's not just sufficient that, okay, Philanda, mm-hmm. you know, your purpose is to be the leader of this organization. No, sis, you're also a wife, you're a mother, you're a sister, you're a friend, like you have other roles that need to be ministered to. And I can't um, mm-hmm.
1: make sure, I can't,
0: devote all of my time to this thing over the other and i think that's where a lot of people get tied up especially believers we think we're doing a good thing because we're spending so much time in church we're being so um all of our treasure is in church and then we don't really have any balance and so now you don't have an outlet you don't have a good relationship mm-hmm. with your or your spouse or your kids because we we have been taught i guess that this is a good thing to spend all your time here in church. And then that's how Mm -hmm. like people who grow up in church, who know better, who know the word of God and kill themselves.
2: And you know what? There's a strong, and I don't think people really understand this um, in regards to our generation. um, As far as millennials, there's a strong burnout spirit within our generation because we grew up in church, we saw it all, we've seen it all, we heard it all, you know, we've we done our part, we serve, but every conversation that I've had uh, with with fellow young adults in my age bracket, that's the, that's the conversation, man, I'm tired, I'm burnt out, I'm burnt out, I'm burnt out, I'm burnt out. And I don't think people are really understanding um, the importance of, I made a decision in my life, this was two years ago, I, you know, if, I'm, if, I meant, if I still do the church thing, Um, as far as the typical duties of church, and I'm not eternally, I'm not um, there mentally, I'm not there spiritually, I'm just doing it to get a job done, am I really serving God? You know, if I'm not doing it with a glad heart, if I'm not doing it and I'm still dealing with some things personally and stuff like that, am I truly really serving God? I know the Bible says, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. Um, But I'm just saying, like, just the day-to-day duties and things like that. What God Require, would, would it be better for me to pull back and get my soul and get my spirit and my mind and my mental state together and then serve people? Or should I still serve people and I'm still, you know, still dealing with some things? And that's why you have a lot of people in ministry. They, 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 they may be the pastor. They may be the first lady. They may be the, the, the evangelist and this and that. And they could probably preach the house down. But that's probably why a lot of their attitudes are jacked up. A lot of them don't have good people skills with people. A lot of them, you know what I'm saying, they're they're so, you know, they can perform when they're on stage. But when it's time to serve people, it's an issue. People don't want nothing to do with you. That's because you may be dealing with some things internally that you haven't allowed the Lord to either deliver or heal you from. And now, you know, what I'm saying, you know, deep down on the inside, you're not happy with your own self. So I would encourage people, especially those that are in ministry. I'm not saying leave the church and get out of the church. Definitely not saying that. But what I am saying is, you don't have to be a sinner. You don't have to commit a sin to take a sabbatical. (laughs) Just because you're taking a step back don't mean you're living a life of sin. Sometimes you do need to draw back and get yourself together so you can be able to serve people effectively. Because who knows? You may have to minister to somebody that's suicidal. And if you're out here battling stuff mentally, you might encourage them to jump off the bridge too. So take some time away. And get your mental state together. Um, I was speaking with somebody about grief. And, you know, they had lost a family member. And church people, let me say this. Church people don't know how to grieve. You know, I know we shouting and dancing at the funeral, and you know what I'm saying, you know, I, I heard a voice from heaven saying, blessed the day that died, all of that. And but we don't know how to grieve properly. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to have concerns. It's okay to miss people. But take if you're gonna grieve, take some time and grieve you know, stop trying to preach over it because everybody can't do that. I Some things you it. can't shout through. You got to yeah. deal with that. I Go think ahead. that's
0: that's another good point you, you were bringing up is that mm-hmm. we don't give ourselves, I guess because we're believers, first of all, we think it's a sin to even be upset with God, to be angry with him, even though he already know no. that you are upset, that he allowed no, whatever no. happen. But then we also, I don't think we allow ourselves to really feel no the emotions because I don't know if we're afraid of what we may do with those emotions, but I think like not, so not, so trying not to grieve only leads to like build up anger, mm-hmm. rage. And so then now like you, um, you know, you popping off on people and you don't understand, you don't know why it's because like you it. have to, to continue this facade, this look, this role that you're grieving. Well, my, uh, my dad's grandma my dad's grandma, my dad's mom passed away in February I had somebody not she's in church but I don't know her from church sure. she sent me grief affirmation cards first I was like what is this sorcery because the Bible say like I just <laughs> but being able to just mm. practice that like even the, like one of the affirmations was yes I am grieving but it's okay for me to still feel joy. That was so freeing because it do feel like sometimes like mm-hmm. oh, sad right now. So like I'm not supposed to be like really enjoying life for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. So not really feeling those emotions or even expressing them. Cause I don't think we really believe the scripture in the Bible says that we can be angry. Just don't say it. But feel those emotions, express them. Um, I think I think mm-hmm. we're trying to like Press it because we got to look the part. We got to play the. We got to play the part. Um, but I know Christians who have put holes. Got to be the
2: bigger person.
0: Yeah, I know Christians who have put yeah. holes. In walls, who have had to drive, take a drive, who have had to drink some wine or whatever in order to calm down or relax because they were angry. So
2: mm-hmm. they are, and honestly, like, and I, it, when I think about it, like in 2016, I had a, I had an uncle that committed suicide. 2017 my my grandfather passed. Um 2018 it was a lot of people that we knew that passed that year. 2019 3 days before my birthday my uncle passed. The same year uh, a couple of months later by the end of the year my aunt, you know, and and you know, we were very close. She passed and it was so I I took her death really really hard because the last time I physically saw her, you know, up the last thing she ever asked me to do for her was pray for her and anoint her. And we was believing God for a healing for her. And I mean, we prayed, I gave her my press, y'all. I just knew God was gonna work a miracle because God had already showed me that, oh, she was gonna get up and God was gonna do it. And we prayed and within a couple of weeks later, she was gone out of here. And it literally sent me into like, oh. And this was like right before the pandemic and all of that hit. And I remember one day I was preaching at a church and um, I went back to listen. And normally I don't listen to the to, to my messages when I minister. Uh, but this particular time. I went back and listened to it. And it sounded like I was just snapping the whole time. And um, the Lord had to show me, you know, you're grieving. It's OK. <laughs> it's OK. Like, you don't have anything to prove to people. If you're grieving, it's OK. Let me handle that. Cast your cares on me. Talk to me about it. And guess what I did, y'all? As safe as I am, and as as, as as much as I love the Lord, I went and got me a therapist. And I yeah. talked to a grief counselor. And um, and matter of fact, I'm and and I'm not ashamed of it still to this day. I'm still doing therapy, not for grief, but just for life in general. And um, and I had to realize, you know, there was a lot of things that you know, and the therapist told me this one time, she said, Why are you holding on to this? It's not your fault. She's they're not here. You didn't do anything wrong if you believe in this God. Then you're saying that this God made a decision. Why are you carrying it like you're the one made the decision? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's deep. And it kind of started freeing me from some things, you know, and, and I started to get a, a understanding of life and things like that. So we got to learn how to maneuver through this. Like I said earlier, you're gonna have some, you're gonna have some gains, but you're gonna have some losses. You're gonna have people that's gonna come and you're gonna have people that's gonna leave. You're gonna have some great moments and you're gonna have some bad moments, but you can't allow it to take you so low. To the point where you want to make the decision for yourself. When I die, it's gonna be God's decision, not mine. Come okay. on, somebody. Hey,
0: and I I felt think, that. I think <laughs> I don't think any harm in even be going going ahead and identifying a therapist. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: if, I, we need to like take our mental health as seriously as we take like service on our vehicles. We don't wait until we don't have no oil mm-hmm. to decide to go take to the dealership. We regularly keep maintenance on our vehicles because we don't want to mm-hmm. pay a huge price if we you know if we don't take care of it and i think mm-hmm. we should be the same way with our mental health don't wait until something happens that you don't have a contact or a resource like do regular check-ins if you are exactly. going to school full-time working full-time and you got kids sis bro you need to talk to somebody that is a high stress situation and that can make you high strong and although it may be normal because you're doing well at it you still could use an outlet or somebody to talk to who maybe i don't know maybe be able to give Mm you some practical um tools or something But i don't think i think also like we have normalized high strong situations that we don't see that it's an issue um but i even say like traumatic family upbringing we, we're grown adults but if you have parents that yeah. or um i don't know you don't get along with your siblings like those are issues that we should probably talk mm-hmm. about because although issues it be an immediate like i don't feel it today that i'm not talking to my sister it's not right you know like the lord didn't intend for us to have siblings mm-hmm. or
1: parents
0: that we didn't talk to. Those are things that we we should really be addressing with a therapist, even mm-hmm. if you don't need the relationship, but just to be able to address it in a healthy way, um, we need to go ahead now. and identify ninety-nine. Right now.
2: Yeah. And the Bible says that, you know, in the multitude of counsel there is safety. And um, I would strongly advise that people please get a therapist. I, I heard a preacher say this. He said you need a pastor and you need a therapist. You need a pastor and you need a therapist. You need a pastor and you need a therapist. You need a pastor and you need a therapist. Your pastor is not your therapist. He's there for your spirit, man. But you need a therapist to help you mentally get through this thing called life. And um, because you need somebody that's a professional, that understands, um, that can help you treat things. And I'm just going to be honest, If even if they have to put you on certain medications, I know a lot of saints don't believe in this, but I, I'm, hey, whatever you got to do to keep your mental state together, if you have to take medication, if you have to do um, certain things, certain exercises, do what it does to get you focused and to get you on the right level. God does not intend for us to be crazy. God does not intend for us to lose our minds. I know people that were so totally normal, you know, growing up and this and that and the other, and out of nowhere, depression kicked in, it turned into anxiety, it turned into... Next thing you know, they're dealing with all types of bipolar. They're dealing with uh, all types of schizophrenia, all types of mental problems, and you know things like that. You know, now they you know they could totally be a totally different person, all because they didn't pay attention to everything that was going on. It's not okay to to to, to hold on the trauma and hold on the things, especially in our black communities. That's why a lot of us are sick with diabetes and high blood pressure and, and having all types of ulcers and cancers and stuff we got to get this stuff off of us you know we're killing our own selves and um it's like i said especially with grief a lot of people are dying because of grief you know they just don't you know they already sick they already thinking about you know who all them passed already so they like okay lord just come take me i'm ready you know they have no will so we got to learn how to walk through this stuff and and every there are some devils you're going to have to cast out and there are also devils that's that's going to have to be counseled out. So we gotta we gotta be more open about it, y'all, and and stop putting on this mask and this façade as if we're strong. We are not. The Bible says, "His strength is perfect in our weakness." <laughs> we're not strong. We can't deal. It is only and honestly, a lot of us, if it was not for the Holy Ghost, we would have been lost our minds a long time ago. Yeah. Trust me, yeah. <laughs> a long. Y'all would have been looking at me walking down the talking to myself. <laughs> it's just, but if it was not for the grace of God and the Holy Ghost and God allowing me to be cautious lately of that. And I told God, I'm glad I did. You know, people tell me, man, you ain't preaching like that no more. Why? Hey, I'm taking care of my mental state right now. Y'all, it's, it's plenty of preachers out there. Y'all, you know, I'm just taking care of my, my soul and my mental state right now. So, yeah, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. You, you shouldn't have to suffer like that
0: and we do need to take time like is that you recognize yeah. you know, that you need to focus on your mental health because you need to take that time for yourself to heal because i think mm-hmm. we think that we don't really get the space or the room to heal but if you're sick and you're bleeding on like you're sick and you're still trying to minister serve or whatever you like gonna make me sick mm-hmm. like you're gonna me because you haven't taken care of yourself Cause I've seen people who mm-hmm. like are having issues, and then immediately want to step back into their church role or their ministry role. But give yourself some time. I believe the reason why Jesus he wanted disciples to pray with him, but he I feel like he had he needed space. Cause I really feel like they was getting on his, you know, like they was getting on his nerves. Like I'm getting ready to do
1: something. <laughs>
0: Now falling asleep with your doubt, with, with your stuff. And I feel like he needed that space for himself, just like a mental mm-hmm. moment.
1: Because
0: They can't see where I'm going. They're not on the same page and yeah. in order for me to be able to do what I have been called to do. I need a, a break away, even from church people, people who serve with me, people who have been ministering with me, ministering to me. I need, Jesus needed a break for them because they did not get it. I like yeah. he needed a mental break.
2: He did. So, he did. did and I don't think people really re- realize that. Yeah. He did. He took plenty, he Jesus took plenty of breaks.
0: Yeah, hey, give me um, 40
1: minutes.
2: You know, <laughs> give exactly. Me give me <laughs> You know, my my dad says this, and, and when you look it up, it's actually true. The only time where you saw Jesus really get angry and show out was when he went to church. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know, nothing wrong with us gathering together as the body of believers, you know, and worshiping the Lord together. I'm not say anything against that. But if it's to the point where you've been, you're suppressing, when you have to suppress, the Bible says that God is seeking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. When you have to really suppress who you are and not yeah. really worship God in, in an authentic way, then what's the point of going?
1: Yeah.
2: What's the point of serving? If it's not gonna be authentic and, and from a pure heart, you know, God already knows, he already knows what you're dealing with. But if you're not gonna be honest enough and open enough to the, and allow God to really minister to you, and get those things that you're dealing with out of you, then what is the point of you serving? What is the point of you going? So if we're gonna go, um, you know, let's let's go together. <laughs> I agree with Chris. They I, I don't think they do. I don't think church people and, and myself can be included. A lot of times we can be very annoying. We we could literally push people off the edge because a lot of times we want people to be saved, we want their salvation to look like us. You know, well, I got it this way and it's the way I was brought up and it's the way they taught me. Nothing wrong with that. But you got to be able to use a lot of Holy Spirit to give you wisdom on how to handle people. Because this generation is not the same. You know, a, a lot of the people in our generation, they're not taking a lot of the stuff that went down in 20 and 30 years ago. They're not going to let you talk to them about what they got on. They're not going to let you worry them about, you know, y'all need to come to this and that. They're not going to let y'all be worrying about building funds and all of that. they not like they they're not. And you can't say they're not saved because they're not acting like you. <laughs> you know, so we gotta stop putting that unnecessary pressure on on each other. And I one of my professors said this um in in one of the classes that I took. She said it was a scripture she came from, and she said a lot of times we as church, we make a spiritual demand on somebody that's young, but they haven't had that that much of an experience with God. So for instance, somebody gets saved at 13. We want them to go on a 40 day fast. <laughs> you can do a 40 day fast because you've been, you've been saved for 40, 50 years, but they may not be able to do that because they're still young. Like They haven't had as much of an experience with God. And her thing was, the more you experience of God, then the more you can do for God. So let's try to eliminate that pressure off of our younger people and allow them to kind of relax a little bit and coach them along the way instead of putting that mandate on them at the beginning like that. That's a heavy weight to carry. I'm, I'm just being honest. it
0: what really is mean, and
2: it will cause you to go into a depression. go ahead what
0: what do you say to people who have been taught that the sign of a strong believer, a spirit-filled believer is to be able to go through and continue to serve because that's sometimes how it I happens.
2: believe I do believe that the Bible does say um endure is as a good soldier um and I do believe that. Uh, But I also believe that God gives us grace enough to be human. Um, You may be on the outside. You may look like you're doing great and it's not affecting you. But on the inside, it's killing you. I think your priority needs to be honest with God in prayer. Um, I'm at a point in my life, I don't have anything to prove to people. If I'm going through, I'm going through. But I may not tell everybody what I may be going through, but I will be open. My prayer life with God is just so open and honest. Right now, like I talk about God, I'm like, Lord, okay, today I am pissed. (laughs) You know, this person (laughs) did get on my nerves today. Lord, I really wanted to cuss that person out at church the other day, but God, you're gonna have to help me deal. You know, I'm more open now in my prayer life, I'm free in prayer, so I don't feel like I need to put on. I think you can endure it, endure it means to go through, but it's how you go through. You don't have to go through all tough and hard, like, yeah, this ain't affecting me, and I I can do this. I can, you know, I I ain't worried about that. No, let God know. You are worried about this. Be honest with yourself. This is this is a concern of mine. I am worried about this. I am dealing with this. I am hurt. I am upset. I, I remember when my parents, um, you know, one thing that this is the real room, I don't care. One thing that really kind of made me like, uh, with the church at, at this point and God had healed me from it, was when my parents divorced, I felt like, okay, the church know about it because it was obvious. But everybody that was coming to me about it was asking me, well, what happened? Nobody asked me, well, how are you doing? How are you handling it? How are you facing it? You know what I'm saying? Do you need anything? Do you need prayer? Or can we encourage you? You know, nobody, nobody. (laughs) And I say this publicly, nobody. If anybody came to me about it, it was, well, what happened? What happened? And of course, I'm not going to. You know, that's my family. I'm not going to give you information to go gossip about. No, I don't I do not do that. But And that's what really made me like, dang, I could really be depressed right now and really co- contemplating suicide. And nobody <laughs> had a concern. And it really taught me this is why prayer is so important. This is why you need to seek counsel. This is why you need to get a therapist. This is why you need to do this and that. Everybody want to know what happened, but nobody wants to know how you're dealing with it. So you don't have anything to prove to people because they don't care how you're dealing with it. They just want to know what happened.
0: Yeah. So I, th- I think, and that's a good reminder too, that like, I don't think the Lord wants me to sacrifice my, well, no, I don't think he does not want me to sacrifice my mm. youth of ministry. And I think we, we've we been taught that whatever it costs, it costs whatever it costs, even if it costs my health, my mental health or whatever, then that's the price I should per- should pay when it comes to ministry. But I know mm-hmm. that also gives us wisdom about times when we do need to step away. Um, I think about the yeah. miscarriage I had, it would have been, I would have been able to serve out of routine, but I was angry with God. How much more damaging would my ministry mm-hmm. have been that I am ministering to people from a place of anger. like I wasn't talking to God during that time. And so I had to mm-hmm. use
1: wisdom
0: Oh, that's not a good time for me to, to serve. So I think we have to be honest with ourselves. There are some things I'm able to endure we'll mm-hmm. continue on in ministry, but there ain't have been times so when it's like, ooh,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. me and the Lord ain't on the same page. I don't like how he let that happen. So let me step back because I, mm-hmm. I think we have, be, we have to be mindful. Like... The word is the word, so the word is powerful, it's effective. But I could mm. believe on you if I am not healed. And I think we have
2: to be mindful mm. of that. And we, yeah, uh, and like I said, we like like we said, you know, you don't have to, and I, I really want everybody to get this in their spirit tonight. You have yeah. nothing to prove to anybody, <laughs> you don't like all these unnecessary labels, you gotta get married by this age, you gotta have babies by this age. You got to build a house by this age. You got to start a business by this age. You got to be the next youngness. You got to, everybody has their season. There are some people that bloom early. There's some people that bloom late, but you're going to bloom, you know, don't be so caught up in trying to be the next. And I think that's, what's really feeding a lot of this, this, this mental stuff, because we're so busy trying to be great. So ur- it's like, we have an urgency to be so great. Just work in the space that you're in. And then when God sees fit, he'll, he'll enlarge your territory. He'll give you that promotion. You know, the Bible says it's God that gives promotion. It don't come from the north, south, east, or west. You know, if when it God, when God gives time, then he'll allow you to do greater and better things as time goes on. But don't pressure yourself because of what. Because let me tell y'all something. A lot of this stuff y'all see on social media, these people are not as happy as you think they are. A lot, no offense, Sister Douglas. But a lot for the single people. Let me talk to the single people. A lot of these folk that's married, I'm not talking about the Douglases because I know them, but a lot of these people that are married, that are posting all these pictures about them and their spouses and how much they in love and Valentine's Day and anniversaries and they writing on each other's page, hey, babe, I just want to say hello. Trust me. They wish that each other was dead. Trust Ooh. me. <laughs> they are not. I'm telling you, I'm just saying, trust me. So don't try to... Make your life keep up with them, you know, and that's something that I do. I'm, I'm just living my life in the space that God has given me. I'm not trying to do anything outside of what God has not put before me, and and I'm taking it day by day. And as time goes on, it goes on. Like I said, you may never, you may never meet those social. De- I don't know where those deadlines came from. I need to be mad by, by thirty. I want to be an old parent. I want to be this and that. I want to da da da. Like, come on, y'all, let that, release yourself from that stuff. Let that stuff go and live. Live, 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 live. I hear that.
0: I think Y'all we, don't hear
2: that? I ain't got no band. <laughs>
0: That's right. That's we got to be mindful that the enemy... It's first, the truth. First of all, the enemy is, a, is a, an accuser of the brethren. And he also mm-hmm. skews the truth. So Stanley is right. There are a lot of people who post photos and they are unhappy. I was telling Marcus the other day, I wish witches would be honest that because I've been looking at TikTok mm. there. And it's people like with the little things that swing and people are like on there asking life altering these questions and
1: mm-hmm.
0: based on that thing yes and no and people reading tarot cards and they got their smoke and stuff like that I literally seen this lady the other day like she was I guess she was a medium but when she would like how she was looking when she was actually possessed by the spirit by the devil at the time. Like she would literally, she looked like mm-hmm. she was gone out. And I told Marcus, I wish witches would be honest and tell us how they don't have no peace, how they can't sleep at night,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how they're paranoid. That mm-hmm. they may be giving, you, they may be giving you answers. They may be showing you um communicating with what you think is your relatives, they communicate with uh, familiar spirits, but they don't they can't get no rest, they don't have no peace, anything that go bump in the night because you cannot. Communicate with the devil and not think that he's not going to also torture you. But they're not being honest about that part. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, using their gift to tell the future or to sell people on what they want to hear. But it's a, a an ex-witch that I follow. Her name is Jenny Weaver. And she used to be a witch. She's a praise and worship leader now. But she talks about how, like, she would cast spells and stuff like that. And, like, stuff would be happening in her house. Because you can't cast spells and not think that the mm-hmm. enemy is gonna, you know, bother you. But because people are not being honest mm-hmm. about their experiences, we're only seeing one side of things. We see like these witches who are popular mm-hmm. but they're on the other side. We see couples who are taking, you know, taking all these photos and stuff like that. Oh, I almost said something. They're not having sex.
2: And they ain't and they lying. <laughs> sleeping in two separate bedrooms. Like y'all cut the bull crap.
0: They get together when they take these photos. So we we have that the NP truth and you're not getting the full picture. Nobody's putting their full self out on the internet. Um so just be mindful.
2: Mm. I think that- if people really told their true story, I think if people <laughs> thank you, thank you, Chris. The body needs more transparency. I think if people really told told their true story of what they deal with behind the scenes. Then a lot of people wouldn't be so eager to get where they're at. We gotta stop making people seem like the road to what we do. Y'all, even with us doing the real room, there are a lot of things that me and Kalanda deal with. Just doing the real room, just this is just one of the things that that we do. You know, Kalanda has church girls, eye shakers, and you know, some other things, and you know, but even we we just make it look easy, <laughs> to be honest. But behind closed doors. It's, it's hell. I mean, it can be hell sometimes. You know, we had you know, we had some situations that have really, you know, happened to us and stuff. So I think if people really be more open about what comes with the gift, the warfare that comes with it, the trials that come with it, then we wouldn't be so immature and, and fall into that oh, I, I, I wanna say immature. We wouldn't be so easily falling into that depression and that suicide when it don't work out the way that we want to work want it to work out. We we, we gotta-, gotta do better
0: we would know that the opposition is coming, And I do try my best to be transparent. Um, mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, a few weeks ago, the church Marcus and I have been visiting. First lady came up to me during service. She said, Kalanda, opposition is coming. I was like, oh God. She said, the Lord says, don't give up. Here we go again. <laughs> like, it's, it's the enemy. She said, mm-hmm. and it's gonna attack what you love. She said, your husband and your children. So I'm like, oh God. I, I'm already like about to give up. You should these.
1: have said lose here. Loose
0: here. Now, now you're gonna opposition. And I kid you not, that same week. Marcus was like getting on my nerves. <laughs> and then um that mm. was the
2: same. Y'all heard you pull the blade out on him. I'm <laughs> that- stop, y'all. Let me stop. I'm I'm just playing I
0: don't even know what it was like getting on each other's nerves about. Um, but I was the same week I had to take my Makai to the emergency room because he was having difficulty breathing. My Like a rock hit my windshield. Mm. My windshield cracked from one end to the other. My Bluetooth stopped working. The refrigerator stopped working. Like everything started happening. And I remember that word everything,
1: that
0: yep. it was coming. But that's, the, that's what we go for people who have said yes to God. Like this looks fun. You know, Hosting events. she has a blog she's doing all these mm-hmm. things Everything is going through <laughs> behind
2: the mm-hmm. scenes little do you know yeah. little do you know like i said you know myself personally you know and i've told y'all this before in the real room i've dealt with low self-esteem i've dealt with depression i've yeah. dealt with suicidal thoughts i've dealt with all of that you know i've been through that you know i've been through the the, the part where oh well I don't think they, they like me or oh um, I, I'm not this person, so I can't do this. And, you know, I, I used to compare myself to others. Now, um, jealousy is not an issue for me and I'm not, I'm, I'm in a point in my life and, and I'm always not, I think about it, I've never been jealous of anybody, but I used to always had this thing of wanting to be accepted by people, but God has freed me from that stuff. I'm telling y'all, it's like the layers have fallen off of my life. The shackles have been loosed and, you know, and that's why I, you know, people tell me all the time, man, you just so blunt. You just so... Hey, I, me, like I don't, I don't know who else to be. And I, you know, I even try to live up to being my dad. And you know, yeah, me and my dad have the same name, and our birthdays are two days apart. So we, of course, we have a lot in common. But however, I'm not my dad. I'm not my mom. You know, I'm not my brother. I'm just me. And I had to come to the realization that if people don't like me or love me for me, then so be it. It's okay. But there's somebody out there. Oh, well, I Stop wish I had it. some help tonight there's somebody out there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I've I've done that. I've dealt with that. I've dealt with the rejection. I've dealt with the disappointments. I've dealt with the um, animosity. I've dealt with the hatred. I've dealt with some things in my life that would really make some people, a friend of mine told me this. He said, man, if people, there are some people, if they would have walked in your shoes, they wouldn't have made it this far. They would have been let go. But, But you held on. And it was my faith. It was me reaching out to get help. It was my way of Talking to people, talking it out, going to therapy. Going, and I even go to therapy when life is good or when it seems like it's good. Yep. I still go to therapy. <laughs> I don't go when it's just bad. I meet with my therapist, you know, once or twice a month. And as long as my job is paying for it and it's free, I'm definitely going to keep going to therapy. So I'm right. just saying, you, you, let me, shameless plug. If you got a job, use your benefits. Yeah. A lot of therapy is free. Use your benefits. Use it.
0: Yeah, I did. Mm-mm. We did. Your EAP, yeah. you get at least Did we get what four classes. Sometimes it depends on your, yeah. your You can usually to get like four sessions, four to eight sessions. Um
2: mm-hmm. so yes,
0: use your EAP.
2: And my job, you do it as much as you need it. If you feel like you, you need more sessions, sign back up for eight more sessions. Yeah. And that's just what I do. So yeah. Thank you for that, sister Todd. Godly therapist to follow Dr. Anita Phillips. Joy Barnett, Rashia Williams, Dr. Letitia Hines, Elsa Christie, Marley, it Love is. McPherson, Dr. Abra Givens. Okay, Let me take a especially as, with black men, please, yeah, screenshot it. Especially with black men, I really want to encourage our fellow, my fellow black brothers to get a therapist. Go to therapy, go to therapy, go to therapy, go to therapy, go to therapy. We deal with a lot of trauma. And our work jobs, we deal with a lot of trauma at home. We deal with a lot of trauma just in society, period. And we've taken on so much growing up. And if you don't deal with it, you're going to explode, and it's going to cost you to lose everything. So go to therapy. Talk it out. Find somebody you can holler and scream at, and they'll let you do it, and you don't get You know what I'm saying? They'll get upset. <laughs> you know, go to therapy. I really want to encourage a lot of us Black men. Go to therapy. It does not mean anything's wrong with you. It does not mean you're crazy or you got you know problems. Go to therapy. Psychology Today. Thank yes, you. Psychology yes. Today does have a website. Yes, yes. If you don't and a any- lot of these therapy sessions are free, y'all.
0: Yeah. If you don't remember anything else, I hope you all remember that suicide is just like the enemy's end game. But it starts with mm-hmm. things that we have... Normalized, anxiety, people pleasing, um, suppressing, mm-hmm.
1: stuff,
0: uh, not grieving properly, um, being sad all the time, not finding joy, dissatisfaction. Like it starts with those things, but the end game for the enemy is is suicide. But we're not ignorant of the it. It, it is. The so
2: you won't win this, no sir. You're gonna it's time to snap out of it and let's get to work. And let's yeah. get this thing under control and and so we can move forward with our life you know we got a lot of life to live out here so like i said if i die it's gonna be because god wanted god was ready for me it ain't yeah. gonna be because i let y'all push me to that point It Boy, is this a lot. is good i feel so free
0: hey. um you got an announcement mm-hmm. got
2: some- yes um i actually do I actually do um don't forget every wednesday night at 11 30 we are doing midnight prayer um, this was one of the things that God uh, told me to do um, in regards to mental health this year. So I know a lot of times at the late night hour, that's when yeah. the devil starts really talking to your mind and yeah, you'd be wondering. So the Zoom information is on the Shakers page um, and it's also on um, the Shaken Place page as well. Um, so if you want prayer, you don't even have to turn on your camera. You can put it on mute and we'll just pray while you, until you, you know, we'll pray for about 30 minutes up until 12 midnight and if you have requests you can inbox them and let us know also shakers is doing a live group and it's virtual so it's every um second and fourth thursdays uh the zoom information is on the shakers page or shakers ig uh, at we are shakers and we just tune in um again you don't have to turn your camera on you can just listen to us talk you can chime in you can ask your questions um and we just i, I call it like a like a dump site session where you can just dump out whatever you're dealing with and, and let's talk about it. Let's talk through it. It's open to anybody. So I really want to encourage y'all to, um, to really join in on that. I know a lot of people are like, what shakers got going on. And this is what we have going on. I hope y'all Thank looking you. at these resources. This is uh, yeah. putting up here.
0: I want to, um, cause sometimes people don't have anybody to talk to. I, sometimes the Lord uses me to talk to people who I don't really have. Like I know them, but I don't have a close rapport with them. So we're able to talk more freely. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening you need somebody to talk to, I'm happy to be there, that ear. Especially if you don't yes, want to Call
1: Commander. Call then you,
0: then you don't have to worry about whatever you share um, if it's going to go um, somewhere. Um, my announcement. Mm-hmm. We have one more spot left for the retreat before it is sold out. I am believing God that it will be oh, sold wow. out. We have been circling the drain. There's one more spot and I have Man, like three or four women asking about the same spot. So, if you are interested in going to the retreat, um, I would it, it, you know I would encourage you to take advantage of that. And then um, as soon as possible. And then the religious the religious detox will start back April nineteenth. That is an opportunity for people who need to detox from outdated doctrine, um, old belief systems, uh, outdated protocol, um, and I will help you or teach you do to be able to rebuild your faith reignite your purpose and reimagine the way that you see church so all of that is on the church girls movement website and then next week we are talking about sexual abuse in the church so don't forget to tune in next
1: Ooh. week yeah.
0: so as, as you all have more um ideas y'all know me and stanley not scared to address it so um, send us. What we talking
2: a, about next week? I don't think they heard us. What are we talking about next weekend? They say abuse. we don't like to talk about this kind of stuff. What we talking about?
0: Sexual, sexual abuse.
2: abuse in the church. Mm.
0: Yep. Yep. So, and we probably, we're going to have a little section probably about sexual harassment in the church too, because that's, it's, it
2: typically starts. Well, that all, that all ties in with everything. So, um. Y'all don't forget to subscribe and everything too. Yes. Um. Yeah, we need y'all to subscribe. We need y'all to subscribe to us like y'all subscribe to those other bloggers that be gossiping that y'all pay monthly subscriptions to to get gossip and stuff, because we don't gossip on here. But y'all can subscribe to us like y'all subscribe to them. <laughs> and on that
0: note, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Don't forget to tune in next week. This is the <laughs>